Yo, what it do? We are back on that ass for our return show, man. We had to take a little break, but you already know what it is, man. We back at the homies podcast, bro. We took a little break, little hiatus, because your boy was fucked up, man. My knee is all fucked up. I tore my meniscus again, man, and my foot is all fucked up, man. But dealing with these fuck-ass doctors, bro, that were out here prescribing your boy all the wrong type of shit, had me emotionally fucked up, had me physically fucked up, had nigga taking shit that had me giving mood swings and fucking with my immune system and shit. But with all that being said, man, I just want y'all to fucking take care of yourselves, man. Fuck what these doctors be talking about a lot of times is these niggas just trying to sell y'all some bullshit. So take care of yourself, man. Work out. Eat healthy. Drink a grip of water, take natural vitamins, minerals, herbs, and the most important, man, take care of your fucking mental health, bro. Like, and do shit that genuinely makes your ass happy. Not some shit you saw on the gram, you like, oh, that bitch went there, so I'm going to fly there too. Da-da-da. Bitch, you don't even like doing that shit. Do something that's going to make your ass happy and shit that you like doing. That's why I had to get back to the podcast, man. I was like, nigga, I'm all sad and shit. It's like, yes, nigga, because you ain't out here talking to the motherfucking people. I miss y'all. I love y'all, man. So I'm glad to be back, man, and having these good-ass conversations with y'all, man, and getting the feedback back and forth with y'all. So I'm just excited to get back and getting into this shit. And also, too, a little shit I've been doing, if you can, also meditate, man. Five, ten minutes a day, sit down, turn shit off, turn your fucking phone off, turn the internet off, turn all the games and bullshit off, sit there, nigga, and think about yourself, think about the world around you, bro, I promise you, it will fucking do so much change for your life, man, I promise you it will, but we got a lot of shit to cover, man, because we took a little bit of time off, and of course I couldn't come back without doing this shit with my ace, Boom Coon, my nigga, my dude, Diamond, what up with it? Hey. <laughs> What's good with you, though, bro? How you doing, hey, man? man? I'm good. I got my eye fixed, so, you know, I'm back looking pretty again. I ain't got that big lump on my eye no more. I yeah. remember, you know, seeing that. I wasn't trying to hide it with my glasses, but no, I'm out here. My hair's getting longer. I'm looking pretty. I'm looking rough and rugged, but it's pretty. It's pretty rugged. Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty toadies when they call me and shit. You feel me? Yeah, but man, I'm just glad to be back at it. I was just needed some time. Need to working from home now, so all I do is be at my station. So ready to get back. Locked the ass down for another, basically another thirty days. Started closing shit again. It ain't a full lockdown. No. But uh, how you been doing with that? Shit been cool. Oh, yeah, man, I'm, I still enjoy, you know, I enjoy working from home. It's much more laid back, and I got my whole setup. You've seen my setup, so uh, I'm still working on that, upgrading that. And then just with the baby, the main thing is just trying to get him out the house and get him something to do. Really just trying to take him swimming as much as we can. So I'm going to take him swimming when we get down here and we uh and we break out. So just trying to keep him swimming because that's his number one thing. And blow so much money on kids. Hey, hey, if you ain't got kids, wait. Just wait. There's so much money that you spend. You remember all the all the fancy jewelry and all the stuff that you used to get yourself and clothes and all that? Nah, nah. I just spent like $80 on a goddamn workbench for a baby. You man, that's like a real workbench. That's how much a workbench costs for myself. I ain't got a workbench, but he got a workbench. 
We was looking at buying him a little Bugatti and stuff. See what I'm saying? Like, it's ridiculous. See? Hey, we give nothing but good advice over here at this <laughs> motherfucker, bro. Listen to what the homie say. Yeah, hey, y'all wait. Yo, do the things you want to do and then wait, man. But, again, yeah, you have a beautiful ass son, man. So, I it's dope. So, it, it, it's dope, man. It, it ended up all working out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, he walk around the house like Debo and threaten everybody. But, you know what I mean? I, I hold my own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. So, over the past couple of weeks, man, there's been so much shit going on, bro. And I wish we had a lot more time to unpack all this shit. But, you know, we're going to be hitting y'all with multiple episodes and shit where we're going to be able to slowly unpack all this shit. So, we just going to hop right into it, man. So, let's start off with, uh, of course, the big shit that's been going down. Uh, <laughs> with this dumbass Jada and Will entanglement bullshit. Hey. Um... <laughs> Bro, like, I don't know about you, but first of all, I don't know. this. That was probably the weakest shit I think I've ever heard Jada Pickett ever say in my life. Like, I, you see how Will corrected her? Like, <laughs> bitch, you don't embarrass me on TV. Don't make me come across this red talk, this red table and slap the shit out of you. Oh, it's bro. just relationship. Like, say what, what it is. Just say what it was. But... That term right there, an entanglement, and you know, you uh, if I don't know if you saw, but August tried to defend that because he was like, you know, if you look up the word entanglement, it's a complicated, um, it's a complicated relationship, and he was like, that's exactly what it was, and I'm like, you know, I feel you on the literal fact of it, I feel you, but it was still a relationship. That's what's in the definition of entanglement. So that's what everybody wanted to know. It was a relationship. So, yes, it was, but the term entanglement has now been, when she said that, I love the internet, because they buckshot blasted the memes out there. Roast that ass, <laughs> bro. The fuck you talking about it? everywhere. But, you know, what's ironic is, like, right before all this happened, Will and Jada was just, you know, had a, they had a, one of the couch talks mm. where they were talking about, you know, their kids, and people was like, well, how does it, uh, you know, how do you feel about bringing up your kids in Hollywood? They was like, bringing up our kids in Hollywood, like, that ain't dangerous, that ain't nothing to be worried about, like, I grew up in Philly, she grew up in Baltimore, like, we grew up around bullets and stuff, she like, real danger, <laughs> if you can't worry about somebody talking stuff about you on the internet, right. then you got real, then we got real problems, so they was already prepared for stuff like this, they was already used to it, and like they explained, before they came out and did the, the talk, it was because it was like, alright, you know, now we gotta say something, so let's just say it. These fools been talking about being in an open relationship type status for years. I remember they had a red talk table where they, they talked about that. And they're like, for everybody that's actually, we don't have an open relationship. And then this shit happens. I was like, so y'all some lying motherfuckers, so, bro. That's the thing. It's like like it, like uh, that one spit when Will was like, you know, we have a life partnership. There's no deal breakers. There's nothing she can do. That can, you know, that whole talk. Again, the he dumbest said, shit I ever heard. <laughs> but, but, check it out. So, they can have their own agreements because Will's will, like, you know, everybody's talking about Jada and, like, how, hey, August, you got one of the goats and you just didn't know how to shut your mouth and you didn't know how to be a man and just hold that in. But he said it was messing with his money at that point, which is why he came out. He said he only came out and said something because it was messing with his finances. So you got a sugar mama, nigga. Ask Jada for some of that money, <laughs> nigga. Get some of that back. Slang dick, nigga. What the fuck you talking about? Yo, hey, buddy. 
I'm just saying, bro. That's that's what it was coming down to. So he said his money was being messed with. So if your money being messed with, I understand you having to defend your money. So I get that. But people can't sleep on the fact that Will Smith is Will Smith. So that nigga out there getting all types of sympathy ass right now, bro. Sure. And then <clears throat> even on the spot on the talk where he said where he was like, you know, I'm gonna get you back. And then she was like, oh, I'm sure you've already got me back. And he was like, oh yeah, you right. You probably right about that. So that alone, that, that, that happy you know what I mean. If that don't <laughs> give y'all an insight that these two can do what they want, it's just the fact that business got out. Mm-hmm. So they do what they do. But at the end of the day, they come home to their home fort. Mm. And that's what it's all about. Just making sure you come home to the home fort. Just ain't going out and going to go get married with somebody else. You can do whatever you're going to do, but you ain't going out and marrying somebody else. Yeah. That that part's already taken for us. So that's what it is. But people getting all flustered and all. And it's because every dude wanted a relationship like that where he's like, you know what? I'm just, I'm done with your ass. But you know what? That's your, the one you love, the one that y'all done built a family with. And you like... Whatever you do, y'all you niggas do. ain't rich enough to do that. That's what that is. All your all of us could do this shit. Guess what? We ain't got Will Smith paper, nigga. Mm-hmm. If you have Will Smith paper, you can have two or three bitches, nigga. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. And like yes, like and, and that's the and I don't know about you, bro. This is the shit that kind of made me mad. And I've seen females do this, and females, y'all need to stop doing this shit. For all my female listeners, when you don't have any logical defense to back up what the fuck you just did. You immediately go to the emotional shit. Oh yeah. Oh, she was yeah. like, you see how she was like, I was emotionally hurt. So I was looking I like to feel good. Yeah. I was looking like I'm gonna push this bitch in her stomach. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? How the fuck only women can do that shit? Because only women can try to use some emotional shit because that's some shit you can't check. You can't be like you weren't feeling that way. You don't know how a person was actually feeling, so mm-hmm. you can't gauge that. So women use that shit as a defense, and it's like, ain't no nigga been able to be like, you know, I was out here cheating, but, you know, I was emotionally hurt. So that's why I, I ate that bitch's ass, because <laughs> I was just hurt out here. Like, no, nigga, it don't work the same way. And I wonder, like, why doesn't it work like that? Don't, like, I That's because men cheat for uh, men. Men cheat for different reasons than what women cheat for. Women cheat for emotional reasons. Like, they go out and they step out for a connection and stuff like that because uh, a woman's dick market is way more vast than a man's pussy market. So, therefore, a man cheats for more so the artifact. (laughs) Oh, look at her. Look how bad she Look what she got. Boom. I just want to try that. You don't want to be with that. You don't want to love that. You don't. Nah, I just, I just wanted to, just wanted to purchase, just wanted to experience that, and then be be done with it. So that's the difference: is that men cheat for a more primal reason because our our uh, our semen back up, and then on top of that, if that if the relationship at home ain't all that, and y'all not fucking and shit, and you got all that pent up, and you ain't getting it at home, and you have options, yeah, <laughs> and you and you rich like that, and it's like, all right. If I do this, we whatever. So it kind of all just, but that's why with Will and Jada stuff, it was like it was too expensive to divorce, so they stayed together. And I'm sure Will out there knocking the bottom out of bitches' asses in Hollywood. And also, I just feel like it's different too. Once you, even though you know people are like, oh, they're down and they, you know, they grounded. I just feel like once you've been rich, 
longer than you've been poor, you lose certain things. Like, and that's why I tell people, like, first of all, I was like, Will and Jada, they rich as fuck. Don't feel sorry for these people at all. They don't figure it out. Will out there getting him some pussy. No, Jada out to, there, she getting piped down. They so, went to and they, they went uh, off to a big resort. They went to like one of the most expensive resorts to get away and uh, fight work stuff out. And do some na- they probably do some nasty shit there mm-hmm. too. Probably have a couple bitches too, couple niggas. They probably did some nasty shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Again, I love y'all, Jada. And that's like you were talking about how vast the like Jada. Will had to get to being Will Smith to where he had the options to do what he doing probably now. Jada was able to do that back in a different Regardless. world. <laughs> like, she been like, nigga, I could get any type of dick I want. Will, like, nigga, I had to make one of the best shows ever of all time. To I got to break records. Right? I got to be able to, bitch, I had to get Welcome to Miami and shit, bitch, mm-hmm. to be able to do shit like that. So, yes, it is different. And I know that you are, you know, a happily taken dude. Oh, yeah. Um, but, um. I was just thinking, you know, you know, your boy's not. And, uh, <laughs> I was just like, fuck, I got to get my money up, nigga. Because this nigga August is like a, a C-list celebrity. This nigga ain't even C-list, to be honest. This nigga like D-minus, D-plus. And this nigga out here smacking A-plus type of bitches. Like, how the, like, how the fuck See, does that even happen? But it's tough because you can't, as a man... As a man, I can never truthfully judge another man's looks and really give him a real like rating because, like, not even his looks, just his status. But I mean, it's not even about it's not about his status, bro. <laughs> Obviously, because that's not what women go for. <laughs> that's not that's what that's not what women go for. I mean, some women go for. I'm like a lot of women go for status. Yeah, like there's sure. there's there's a lot of women that go for status, but they're reaching like. Mm-hmm. Women that have status don't go for status. They going for what make them feel good. Because <laughs> think about it like. Um, when because you don't need, for a woman, yeah, you don't need status to get dick. Yeah, you don't need, exactly. You don't need status to get dick. And then on top of that, if you're a woman that already has status and has money, you don't need his shit neither. So you legitimately are in there for, you make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Halle Berry on Monster Ball. Make me feel good. <laughs> it, it is so funny that you said that, nigga, because I got Halle Berry in here as one of the bitches. I was like, I was like, nigga, I should be able to be able to pull J-Lo or Holly, one of these Bro, bitches. Like, and Halle Berry, the thing is, is that when you're at that level, when you're at that level of fame, stardom, richness, you have certain standards and you move different. And... Like, Halle Berry, she said she's enjoying being single. First off, the woman is 50 years old and is banging. So, Halle could be out there, you know, she's enjoying her momhood, but she could be out there smashing whoever she want. But it's not like that. the info's not going to get out there because this is the thing. When people, you know, we had this discussion before. When people are at that level, they move different. So, when you come over the house, your phone's not on you. You know what I mean? You have nothing to leave evidence of the house to be like, I smash. The only thing that you're going to have is your wet meat. And you got to be like, hey, smell it. This is is Cali. This is (laughs) Cali. Like, no, that's that's the only evidence that you leave with. You know what I'm saying? She probably going to make you shower on your way out anyway. I'm like, bitch, I'm a dirty dicky for a week. Somebody going to believe me on this shit. Like, hey, nigga, smell it. I promise you, nigga, that's her. (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. Like, they, they move different. So... I think the literally the only reason why something like this will even 
come out or why anybody would acknowledge this or even acknowledge the truth about it is because there's evidence. So she had to send some photos or something, or he's got some photos or something in his phone to where he can release, and that's where it comes down to. Because if you don't have no evidence, especially with somebody that's got a known track history of mental issues, you're going to let people think you're crazy. Yeah, I'm like, that nigga don't. He's crazy. what the hell? smell my shit. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I let him fill up my booty one time in a dress, and I was like, hey, hold that back. You know what I mean? That's all. You could have just let that be. But because there's evidence... That I was like, bro, bitch, I put all your shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got text messages of how you talked about because, you know, don't forget that Jada had a sex addiction that she had to get over, too. So, you know, probably had a relapse. You know what I mean? Y'all been stroking <laughs> all types of monkey. Like, that shit is crazy. But for all you bitches out there, like I said, like, don't start using this shit as a fucking, oh, entanglement. Yeah, I feel like that's the new Oh, whole word. It, is that the new whole word? It's a new movement for everybody because now dudes is like, hey, no, nah, baby, I ain't cheat. I just had an entanglement. <laughs> the first time a nigga do that, use that word, all your shit going to be on the front lawn, nigga, Xbox, <laughs> all your shit. Everything. Oh, my God, bro. So, yeah, man, for all you bitches out there, that shit is called still in 2020, cheating. If you're in a relationship with somebody else, Hey, you fucking somebody else. It's called cheating. But, but they was they was separated though at the time, amicably. Yeah. <laughs> they was separated. Will said I was done with your ass. So at that time, you know, that's what I'm saying. Will was smashing at that time. He was smashing. His business just didn't get out. It's yeah, just it's like, like we don't be sloppy, the, bitch. Yeah, like, four years ago, four and a half years ago, we talking about this now. <laughs> shit's crazy, bro. Nonsense. That's why he like that's why he had that face across the table. He was like Girl, what the hell is wrong with you messing with these kids? Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to move different kids. than that. We've been doing this for years. You're supposed to move better than that. Yeah. That's what it was. And that shit made me mad. Like, I, I could see if it was the old Aegis Elba ass nigga. Like, you out here with, I don't know. Maybe because maybe I just think too much of myself. I'd be looking like, hey, nigga, if I had money like August and put me and this nigga in the same room, I feel like me and this nigga got just about the same chance, nigga, to pull oh, a bitch. Oh, for sure. Like, nigga, what the fuck? Like, uh? But he's saying now, she did. I got a big pipe though, so maybe that'll work out. Maybe that equal <laughs> it out. Like he's saying, the bitch, I'll put this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking stupid, man. Let's move on though. Let's move on, bro. Let's move on. So, um, so you know, you got kids and shit. Yeah, your son though, he ain't, he ain't old enough. You got a kid. Your son ain't old enough. To, he ain't in school yet though. Nah. But you know, in Arizona, all this uh, we got fucking one of the highest cases for this COVID shit. Very true. Um, and you know they're talking about, you know, the next what couple weeks, month or so, school's supposed to be starting back. Um, so what you think about, bro? Do you think that shit is a smart idea to let kids go back to school or do you think like that shit is potentially possibly gonna be dangerous? Like what you think? Um, so to be real, I think it's uh I'm on a on a fence with it because one, I don't think it's necessary for them to go back to school if they got everybody working remotely. One, that's less, it's less uh, money you have to put into the school. Um, like, as far as paying for the actual school, the functionality of the school, if y'all could do everything remotely, that should be able to save y'all, save y'all some cash anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and resources at that. And then on top of that, when it comes to um, kids learning remotely and being homeschooled, it's probably more beneficial for them um, than being in certain environments, but it also sucks for those kids that their getaway is school, you mm-hmm. know. So I, yeah, yeah, it sucks because those kids that 
don't have that their whole getaway that was abusive homes and shit like that. They don't have that that escape. I feel bad for them, and I do want the schools to open up for them. Mm-hmm. So I get it on that side. I mean, I don't beat up my kids, so my kids wouldn't have that problem. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just, I understand. You yeah. know, I'm looking at it from both from uh from everybody's perspective. But children are gonna spread it vastly. But the the question about it is is how potent is it now? Mm-hmm. Is it still as potent as it was back in March? Um, yeah. There's a lot more testing, a lot more free testing, a lot more testing going on. So, therefore, there's a lot more uh, stats on it. But then the definition of a COVID death is where I get where I'm like, all right, I don't know how I feel about y'all no more. Because per the government, the definition of a COVID death is regardless of what the cause of death was, if you're positive with COVID, you're considered a COVID death. So if you die in a car crash, you get shot, you know what I mean? You have a heart attack, you have a seizure because you've got already underlying problems, but you were positive for COVID at the time. They're going to mark you as a COVID death, even though that wasn't your cause of death. Mm-hmm. So how potent is this virus really? Right. So that's where it's like. That's exactly uh, what I was thinking. I'm like, how, being that this is even like a thing to even consider s- sending kids back to school, like how is this, like how dangerous is it? But then it's like. One end, y'all doing parent-teachers conferences, doing Zoom, because y'all like, ah, we don't want people around the fucking kids. But, oh, in a couple months, in less than a month, we're going to send hundreds, not thousands of kids oh, <laughs> to it's fucking thousands. school. You know what I mean? To school in these little-ass areas. And like you just said, bro, we know, like, kids are just naturally nasty motherfuckers, bro. Like, But that's how they build mm-hmm. immunity. Like, I was a nasty-ass kid. And mm-hmm. that's why I feel like I got a strong immune system. I don't take over-the-counter meds. I don't. I don't medicine i don't do none of that shit and i stay healthy like mm-hmm. i have a couple other problems but that's beyond the point mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's beyond the not of uh, not building up my immune system so mm-hmm. like even with my wife like she gets the flu shot every year i don't mm-hmm. like she would get sick and uh, when my son gets his flu got his flu shot he got sick you know what i mean mm-hmm. like these ones get sick i don't get it Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's because I've been exposed to eating my boogers when I was a little kid. You know what I mean? Doing all that <laughs> nasty, nasty shit. Like, I, I taste the earwax. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's how we, and I played in dirt. And I was a, I was a dirt kid. I was a dirty ass kid. I was always in dirt <laughs> playing football and stuff. So all of that helped build up my, my system. And keeping everybody in the house and keeping them isolated is, it's going to keep, turn them into like bubble kids. So it's going to destroy their immune system. So, I mean, like I said, I'm on the fence about it. I feel bad because if there's any, if it sucks because kids that like live with their grandparents, there's a lot of kids like that. They live with their grandparents. If they bring that shit home to their grandparents, it's a different story. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's just more so like, dang, it's situation. Yeah, it's super. It sucks because it seems like a big situational thing. But on a on a vast majority, I feel like they should stay remote. I just feel bad for the ones that don't get that escape that they used to. Plus, all these kids got a lot of energy and no place to put it. And I'm thinking of the teachers, too. I'm like, first of all, the teachers get sick. It's going to fuck shit up. And then also, it's like, I'm sure with all these regulations, it's like, you know, most classrooms and shit now are overcrowded, especially we're talking, like, public schools. Oh, yeah. So it's like, how the fuck is the teacher going to have time to teach if every fucking two seconds she's spraying something down, you're wiping something, you're telling this kid, put your fucking mask back on, don't touch that person's face, (laughs) don't. It's like... 
you're gonna be so busy doing that, you really gonna have fucking time to barely teach the fucking kids. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like one of those one of those weird things too. And also, I don't know about you, bro. I think I'm kind of jealous a little bit because I look back and I'm like, damn, cuz we ain't never missed school. Nigga, we went up through Ebola, swine flu, 9-11. Yeah, we don't give a fuck. Yeah, we You're were going in school to school. For <laughs> You're sure. going to school. Like, these kids, they got it. They're thinking they're have, they about to have a whole fucking year off, probably. Like, how the fuck does that happen? Like, damn. Like, I'm sorry. You know, I know it's some serious shit, but, hey, back in the day, I don't know about y'all. I just wanted to miss school. I don't give a fuck <laughs> what was happening, who was dying, <laughs> what was going on. Do I have to go to school? If I don't have to go to school, shit is all good, bro. Man, we've been fighting for heat days since the, <laughs> since the 90s. Hey, niggas, what, 15? You want to try to kill niggas? Stay home? You're going to make a nigga die walking to the bus stop and shit. Like, come on, bro. Like, and do you think this is going to uh, set kids back? Do you think, like, now, or you think later on you're going to start seeing, like, kids graduating at the wrong time or not graduating on time and or graduating. You're going to probably start seeing kids graduating at 19, 20 years old because they had to sit out a year or they had to do shit. Do you think that's going to affect shit at all? Honestly, it's going um, it's going to depend on it's That's a situational thing because, like I said, homeschooling can be better. You can be homeschooled, graduate early because – you got the curriculum, and you don't have to go to you don't have to be there as many hours or work or study as many hours, and you can structure it the way that fits you best. All right, fifteen minutes here, do a little play as ten minutes, fifteen minutes play for ten minutes, breaking it up. Now the attention span is there. They grasp stuff like this, like kids are sponges. So being homeschooled, if you're the parent that has the time, but you could, what if you know you got these single parents that's working three jobs because. The way a cost of living is these days. So single parent working three jobs just to keep the lights on and keep the, keep the food fed. They're not there to homeschool the kid and do all that stuff. So I feel for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a very situational thing. So especially you know when it comes to just single parents, like I I got a wife. Uh, I got a wife and a kid at home. So you know we can we tag team when it comes to the to the baby and how we work shit. Um, even when we try and structure our job schedules, like we try and tag team that. And trying to work around that, so it's definitely a situational thing. Because if I was single and I was working three jobs and didn't have the time, like my kid would have to stay up late at night. Um, his his like official like school hours would just be late at night because I get home after doing my my couple jobs. I come home, you know, he's been playing this whole time. Now it's like, all right, now we gotta study school, and you're gonna be up all night with me. Mm-hmm. Then you're gonna sleep through the day, mm-hmm. like his schedule would be messed up, but I I would manage, I would figure out a way to do it, though, regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll make it happen. I'd be like, hey, you ain't gonna be like them re- the other kids. You can be a little night owl, but this this what we gotta do. <laughs> and as a parent, doesn't that make you feel like the government really don't give a fuck about you or your kids or nothing? It's just like, I just feel like they're trying to rush this shit back, and I feel like it's not 100% safe, and they're like, ah, well, only and I I seen that bitch uh Betsy DeVos or whatever the bitch that's the head of education. You're a mutt bitch. First of all, I can't stand this bitch. And second, she was just like, well, you know, we only might be a percentage, like a very small percentage of like bitch. One kid is too much. 
what are you talking about? No, if it ain't 100% safe for these kids to go to school, bro, do not allow it. Because, again, you're going to get fucking kids sick. You're going to get teachers sick. And like you just said, they can take that shit home. And like you said, some people live with their grandparents or other people. Or, or even if you do, you know, their grandparents just stay with them, but they stay with their parents. Like, bro, you can really get somebody fucked up. So but that's the experiment is, all right, like, let's open up these schools and start off with the kids because the kids are supposed to have the strongest immune system. So let's help them. Let's hope that they build up the antibodies and then we can start that from there. So it seems experimental, but um, scary as fuck, bro. Yeah, I mean that's just how they run stuff. Do I think that schools should completely open? No, but I think that I don't think that kids should need public schools to begin with. This remote thing, I think being remote is probably the most ideal situation because if you keep them, if they can do a remote, they're not in school as much. It just sucks for those that have a bad household, but in terms of instead of... Uh, or don't have internet and shit like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But that should be provided by the school as a, as a precaution. It's true. You know what I mean? It's kind of like access aspect. You know, if you part of your insurance, you, that t- type of stuff should be covered, at least right. basic, because you don't need super high speed for stuff, so it's cheap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, provide the utilities, and then from there... As long as all the kids have something to settle, the school being there for, like, classrooms and stuff, have it be for there for, like, recreation. All right, if y'all need to get there, now that y'all got all this extra space, y'all could do different types of recreation and have it social distance. But, I mean, I feel like it just depends on the potency of this this uh, virus, really, because the way that they report these deaths, is really hard to go off the numbers. Yeah, so like, I think it might be safe. You're going to die. you like, what the fuck? Dude? Why the fuck is my kid going to school, man? Mm-hmm. Like, so I think the virus just may not be as potent, so they feel like it's it's okay for the numbers to have positive people go up, but just those uh, partial underlying effects we want to worry about. I feel you, man. So, y'all, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to go pay these bills real quick. We're going to be mm-hmm. right back with more Homies Podcast, man. Y'all don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. What it do? We are back, man, from paying these motherfucking bills, bro. And thank y'all again for tuning in with the Homies Podcast. We back from our little hiatus and everything. Thank y'all for tuning back in with us. So we got a couple more things to talk about today before we get up out of here. And uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about is touch bases on this this event that just happened with the homie Nick Cannon. Shout out Nick Cannon, man. Like, I know a lot of y'all motherfuckers be saying that Nick Cannon was corny and shit growing up, which a nigga did. He did a lot of corny shit, Nick. It's okay. But, hey, I fuck with Nick Cannon. I fuck with the nigga's business moves. I feel like as a black man, bro, he sets a great example for shit that you're supposed to do. Outside of getting Mariah tattooed on your back, that was kind of some. <laughs> but, again, I can't say that. I ain't never fucked a bitch like Mariah Carey, so I ain't never had no top excellent pussy like that. So I don't know what the fuck I would do if I got some crazy shit like that. But at the same time, a little OD. But outside of that, the motherfucker stands up for our community, bro. He's always there. If something happens or goes down, he's one of the first people to speak up about the shit. So I respect the dude, man. And also, too, the nigga helped write all that. Can we Can we give him, can we, can we you know, can we give a nigga... Give a nigga a clap for that, bro. Fucking all-time great show, bro. Like, so, 
on his podcast that he had. If y'all haven't checked out his podcast, y'all should go check that out. Um, he had uh, Professor Griff on there. Professor Griff is uh, used to be a member of Public Enemy. If anybody knows anything about Public Enemy and knows anything about Professor Griff, Professor Griff is a super black, pro-black, I'm blacker than black, black, mm-hmm. black, black ass nigga. And he don't be fucking around with none of the bullshit. So they were on there talking about white people and why they do some of the shit they do and why they're so always enraged and why they do crazy shit. And he said some comments that obviously... uh Pissed some people off, I, I, I guess I should say, um, and and he lost his job, you know. Even though I'm I'm sure Nick Cannon ain't tripping over a job because this nigga is like, uh, <laughs> it's like the like Hindu dude's nigga got like eighty jobs and shit. So I'm sure him losing one, I'm sure he's fine. But um, it, it was just it was just weird to me because the comments that he said, I feel like if you if you understand the the historical context he was putting it in, I don't think anything he said was wrong. And, you know, before we before we started with the podcast today, we watched a little clip and shit. Mm-hmm. And what what did you take out of it, bro? Like what did you what did you think? Well he was doing his best to try to um word it as um softly as he could. Mm-hmm. But essentially what he's discussing is is he's just looking back at history and talking as you know someone that's read up on history what are the kind of similar attributes um and it's true i mean and when you look at like white history as far as like you know calling them savages and barbarians and stuff like when you look at a lot of white history because you can't look at white american history even white american history with the uh, <laughs> yeah, they you know raped and pillaged, and that's that's kind of what the background of like the white culture is 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 rape and pillage and take over. You know, colonize. Conquer. Yeah, <laughs> you conquer and colonize. It's it's the truth. I mean, even with the Vikings, the Vikings would rape and pillage, and then you know add on to their strength the barbarians. I mean, you got the the Romans used to do that, like. In white wars, they raped their defeated men just for dominance. So you know, like the pagans, you had a lot of you, you had a lot of that in their history, and that's just how they were taught to kind of take over. Because it was like if you didn't have something and you wanted it, and you found out, hey, I think we could take them. Let's do it. It was really kind of thug. Um, fuck all that compromising. Let me yeah, take I'm take just gonna this. take it. Fuck no, I'm gonna take everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like. With, like, black or African history, like, it comes down to having, like, warriors like the Kenyas, you know what I mean? But don't get me wrong, there's some of those, uh, you know, Kongan thugs out there, those uh, rebels and stuff, the savages, like, the stuff that they do, just like the cartel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're savages in every in every race. But as far as history goes, though, we're looking at... It was the a savage group. number. Yeah. If we were adding, if it was points to this shit, white people are killing the game, bro, in, in yeah. the savage game. But that's what kept them in power. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't be a Gandhi and have the power of a nation. You know what I mean? Shit like the world. No, because <laughs> you're going to have somebody that's like, no, nah, I'm tougher than you. I'm just going to take it from you. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be that person. And they managed to be that way strategically. You know what I mean? With the advancement of weapons and things like that. So they managed to keep that power and hold on to that because 
they knew what they were defending. Mm-hmm. So working and he said them being unmelanated because not having melanin in your like not having melanin like that's where eye color comes from. You know what I'm saying? When you see somebody with some really pretty eyes, like purple and stuff like, there's a, I think Scarlett Johansson might have two different eye colors, Mm -hmm. but it's from a deficiency. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? But we take that as beauty, but it's from a deficiency. So they're deficient in something, which is causing that that change. So uh, he, I don't think he was really speaking out of context. Um, I don't really think that he was saying anything like wrong to really hurt people he's just speaking on history like look back at your history and this is what it was you know what I mean? and i feel the i feel the same way bro and and again i've talked to a lot of my white friends all my friends that know me again i i don't i don't like saying that shit because you you know when you like hey man you know i'm not racist but you already know a nigga about to say some racist ass <laughs> shit whether they're white black you just know some racist shit's coming up but at the same time, all my white friends that know me, man, and know where my heart is, y'all know what I'm about to say. And if you have, if you actually fucking read and you pay attention to history and things that are going on, you'll know the things that we're saying are true. It's like, yeah, man, I can't think of another race of people that have done as much savage shit throughout the world. And, the, and even if we're just giving more specific to this country, no, man, 150 years ago, white people thought it was okay to own other people. Seems pretty savage to me. I, I don't know any other race of people that go into fucking mosques or go into churches and kill people. I don't know. I, I Give me a time where a Mexican or a black dude or an Asian dude blew up a fucking church and killed four uh, little black kids. Like, Dale and Roof. How many black people you know walked into a fucking church, prayed with people, and then killed all of them, execution style? Like hanging motherfuckers from trees in the middle of the fucking street and then having motherfuckers and then doing it like it's a barbecue. Like, oh, bring the kids, bring the family out. We're going to just, like, what kind of, again, that's some savage shit, bro. Like, so I, I I look throughout history, man, and I say, like, no, there's nothing wrong with what he said. And only people that are trying to refute this shit are probably other racist-ass white people that are like, nah, that's not true. Fuck out of here, bro. And I can easily... Me and my homie were talking about this before we started. I said, we could easily do this. I'll let y'all do this at home. We'll play a little game without doing Google. Name me five black serial killers or five Mexican or Asian serial killers off the top of your head. Don't worry. We'll wait. Now, I know you can easily do that with white folks. Who, Who don't know who Jeffrey Dahmer is? Who don't know who Ted Bundy or John Wayne Gacy or even that motherfucker, uh, what was the nigga's name? Uh, uh, Dennis Rader, the the, B, uh, the BTK killer, whatever the fuck. Like, nigga, we, it's a, you have a history of these people doing this shit, raping people on a mass scale. Hitler killed millions of motherfucking people. Leopold killed 15 million fucking Africans. Like, when the fuck in history have you heard, like I said, and, you know, we had conquerors in Africa, you know, people like Hannibal and shit, but that was after some other shit happened, and they're like, okay, well, you want to come over here and try to take our shit, well, we're going to add this military style and show y'all niggas what guerrilla warfare and all this other type of shit, like Shaka Zulu and Hannibal, what our military still uses today, it's like, yeah, like, that was for a different purpose. But it's like, just to be like, oh, 
I just want to go over there and take their shit. And we got everything over here that we need. But we're just going to go take their shit just because it's like, nah, man, that's definitely a Caucasian thing. And also just overreacting to shit and doing extra shit. Like the atomic bomb, for example. Like people out like when they see that, like, well, you know, Pearl Harbor. Nigga, do you know how many innocent men, women, and children died that had nothing to do with that fucking war? Had nothing. Probably was probably some of those people probably on our side. Like, goddamn, like, I can't believe Japan did that. That's fucked up. It did what we do. Come on, bro. Like, you think of the worst shit that's right now that's going on on this planet. Even when motherfuckers talking about even like this pedophilia shit that's going on with Wayfair and all that. I guarantee you guys, there are some weird ass white niggas behind that shit. Like, I promise you, bro. So. I don't know, man. It just, it just, it just bothers me when people make it seem like they try to change the narrative and try to make, try to demonize this dude and make him seem like, oh man, he's, he's a fucked up guy. He's a racist piece of shit. When all you motherfuckers out there say racist shit, post racist memes, and do all types of racist shit every motherfucking day, but then want to sit here and be like, oh, I'm not racist, nigga. If you post racist shit on your fucking on your Instagram or or Facebook all day. No, nigga, miss me with that you ain't racist shit. Just because you say you ain't racist don't mean shit. Just FYI to all you faggot motherfuckers out there that be on Facebook and on Instagram be promoting all that bullshit, but then acting like you ain't racist, use a bitch. And I'll tell your mama, use a bitch. Straight up. It's like a uh, big statement on, well, if you don't like this country, why don't you leave? Like the typical white people shit. <laughs> no, this is my art. country too. This is my country, and this is what y'all forced to be my country. <clears throat> this isn't y'all's heritage. This isn't y'all's home. So, therefore, my right to be here is just as much as yours. And if you don't want to accept that, then we gonna take it. Yeah. <laughs> and where did we learn that? We learned it from the oppressors. Exactly. Because <laughs> y'all really with that turn up shit. Like I said, yeah, we learned that from y'all motherfuckers, bro. Like yes. And it's I can't wait to the day that black people actually start taking little points out of white people's books and start applying that same shit to what they do and see how that shit is and how they like that shit. <laughs> Again, everybody's with that peace and kumbaya shit. But yes, most of you motherfuckers are not really with that shit. No, you want black people to shut the fuck up and entertain you. That's what y'all want. Don't don't say anything about any political shit. Yeah, you getting killed by the police, you need to shut the fuck up. No, but hey, when basketball season starts and football season, we want you niggas to be scoring baskets and hit them touchdowns. And hey, that album, we still want you to drop that shit because we still in our car because we can't wait to say nigger while we're in our car jamming out to our favorite song. But no, when it comes to real black issues, you're like, well, I don't know. Again, love our culture, but don't love us. And that's some fuck shit. And I and I see it with a lot of you people. People I went to high school with. Some of you motherfuckers I'll name nameless on here, but a lot of y'all are some bitch ass people, bro. And then grow up and then be like, I have two black friends, and they ain't never. Yeah, your black friends that you got are some coon Ben Carson ass motherfuckers, bro. Come talk to some real niggas, bro. Some educated people that know what the fuck they're talking about, and then ask them these same questions. They look at you like you fucking stupid. Like who raised you, bro? And then you coming from these little shit kick ass cities. Like I said, I'm, I I grew up in Yuma. I went to high school in Yuma. And let's be clear, ain't no motherfucking diversity in Yuma. No nigga, you don't grow. You ain't you ain't grew up around no black people, cause 
and some of the people that be there talking shit, say that shit in Atlanta. Go to D.C. or New York and say that shit. I guarantee you, nigga, you get the brakes beat off you, nigga, because the shit you're talking about is racist. But again, when you're around all white people that that probably feel the same fucking way you feel, no, it's going to be like, oh, this is fine. Because you're not around a group of people that you're actually offending. And again, most people that live in that motherfucker, they so, oh, I want to have friends and I don't want to be looked at as weird, so I'm not going to say anything. Because I'm scared to lose a friend or they ain't your fucking friends, bruh. And I'm sorry to go on a little side tirade about the Mm -hmm. shit, but God damn, bruh. So how do you feel about the backlash that Nick got for um, apologizing? Because he did apologize, especially to the Nation of Islam, because he did speak on the Jews as well. Mm -hmm. He spoke on the Jews. Um, So he got a lot of backlash. He apologized. And once he apologized, he got a lot of backlash from the black community. So how do you feel about that? And and with that, with the apology part, I don't feel like, and my shit is like, Nick, you're a smart dude, and I feel like you thought about what you said before you said it, and that's why, like, with me, like, when it comes to this, I'm like, I take the same stance as a comedian. On this podcast, bro, I will not apologize for any fucking thing I say on this podcast, because everything that I say on this podcast is well thought out before I say it. And it's like, no, he shouldn't apologize for shit. And you already lost your fucking job anyway. More of a reason why I wouldn't apologize. But again, I understand the corporate game Nick is playing. Nick got corporate money, bro. He got to, you got to play that game. You got to apologize, even though you probably don't. I don't know if he sincerely means this shit or if he doesn't. But again, the apology to seem like you, from the black community, it seems like you backpedal. Like, nah, bro, you said what you said, and you have the historical data and the knowledge to to back up what you're saying, but now you backtracking. Don't backtrack. Fuck that. No, stick up to what you said, but he knows. Like, if I double down on this shit, they could take more than just, just that, just this one shit. And also, he's probably thinking from the perspective of, like, wilding out. There's a lot of people on that show, man, that are up-and-coming comedians, people that don't have a platform or don't have the money like Nick, and they're really probably looking forward to that shit, and now they ain't got a fucking job off of some shit that another nigga said. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm sure Nick is thinking about that as well. Like, damn, bro, I don't want to fuck these everybody. other people's shit because I feel a type of way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. In that sense, like I said, the black community and and the black community, man, y'all need to chill the fuck out, bro. I'm just being real. Y'all niggas is real quick to cancel people and talk shit about people. I heard niggas talk shit about Jay-Z, about Nick Cannon. You motherfuckers aren't doing nothing, nigga. Nothing. You ain't protesting. You ain't put up a dollar for shit, but then want to tell niggas like, oh, well, he should have. Nigga, what the fuck are you doing? When's the last time you cut a check to something? When's the last time you went out and actually did some positive shit? No, you just sit at home on your fucking computer talking shit about shit that you, how you think people should be moving. Fuck out of here, bro. Until you actually do something, you put your skin into the game, bro. Don't say shit about somebody else that's done way more to try to help this fucking community than most of you motherfuckers online that are saying shit. Mm-hmm. Y'all are pieces of shit, bro. Chill out with that. I think the big issue is that he 
people are always looking at the today and the present and nobody's ever looking at the big picture and what the end game is mm-hmm. like with Jay-Z and with um Nick Cannon like Nick Cannon's always on the front on the front row and on the front line so I always give him respect and I I don't think I don't think he should have got backlash for the apology because it is a corporate systematic thing that he has to do as a PR thing like yeah he's got to do it especially for the people of the nation of Islam like when he said Jews and he he uh they felt attacked it's cuz they've never they've never gotten this type of heat during this time before you know they kind of just be in the back picture like people are always talking about blacks blacks whites mexicans and Asians but then they kind of just leave Jews alone mm-hmm. you know they don't went through they they hard time they hardship and everybody know about it but they're not to be excluded from anything you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they have a history as well. You and, know what I mean? And the reason why they don't talk, they don't say shit about the Jews is because these motherfuckers run everything, and especially from the entertainment side. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, how many Jewish people own, like they said, in, in studios that get made in Hong This is like, what, six or seven major studios. Like, that's the stereotype about Jews is that they own shit. Like, mm-hmm. you you business savvy, you got it. Like, oh, Jews going to talk you down and... Buy all your shit. Like that's that's a stereotype. That's a, that's what a joke. You know, they joke about black people. You know, black people having big dicks, and when it comes to Jews, it's y'all pay. <laughs> y'all got y'all got business. And so it's, and it's it's a true thing. We look mm-hmm. up a lot of these motherfuckers that own these companies and these big executives and shit. A lot of these dudes that own these media outlets. A lot of these dudes are Jewish people. Like, and I don't think that's a bad stereotype. I think that's a Good no. kind of stereotype. stereotype to I wish have. I could have shit. You know what I mean? Like you fuck? just, I'm Jewish, so you just assume that I got money and I'm, I'm powerful and successful. Like, cool. Yeah, I, I'll accept that. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, to get that type of power, you know, there's always some, some dirt behind y'all. There's always some hurt and pain behind the history of, of success. Mm-hmm. Always. So, I don't think that. Um, he was wrong in what he said, him offending certain people, because some, some people are going to be offended. Okay, by all means, so apologize to those people. But there's some people that aren't offended but are just upset about it. Like, no, those are the ones that you were speaking to. Like, yeah, you're upset about it because you know the truth. Mm-hmm. People that are offended, I mean, whatever, you could be offended. You probably don't know the true part of your history, and you just think I'm, I'm calling all of y'all savages. It's not a generalization that he was doing. He was, It was more of, you know, the historic background. When you talk about, like, when you talk about a uh, blacker sort of background, the way people's stereotypes and negative uh, stereotypes are on us, like, yeah, they just think we're all thugs and gangbangers and shit like that. When it's not, when it's far from the truth, but that's uh that's their that's their perception, their reality. So he's providing his perception reality based off the events that he knows, off the historical events that he knows, and put a hypothesis together. Now is Nick Cannon the Professor of Harvard and U.S. Sciences head of head of the board. No, mm-hmm. so if he expresses his his opinion and with some type of data to back it up and what he was speaking about, like then it's valid. It's just an opinion. If you can't have the conversation, don't listen. You gotta, you know what I mean. Don't tune in. You don't have to watch this stuff if you can't have the conversation. He he wasn't, <laughs> you know, he didn't directly be like, no, I fucking hate Jews and white folks. All of y'all some fucking savages and animals. I hate y'all. It's like. Nah, y'all always refer to us as monkeys and try to revert to us as animals. And he's like, you guys are more closer. Mm-hmm. So by data and historically speaking, no, you're closer than what you're always referring to us to. So it's okay to call black people all that shit. But as soon as we turn it on, turn it around, oh, oh, now we hurt, now we offended. offended. Like, no. And, l- and let's be clear, people. 
The president of the United States says offensive shit on a regular basis. He said, know your history. And nobody is trying to cancel this motherfucker. But Nick Cannon, the nigga that worked at Nickelodeon, y'all are trying to cancel this nigga out quick, fast. Oh, he's a racist piece of shit. And it's like, and if one comment can make you a ra- like, it's a lot of you motherfuckers I know that are racist because y'all done said a bunch of wild shit. And which is even more crazy, a lot of you motherfuckers will go on a public platform and say the shit. Very true. Which makes me know that you're, this is even more, I, I can't imagine what the fuck you say in the privacy of your own home. If you're willing to get on a public platform where something is saved forever and write some crazy shit and just be like, ah, oh, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, man, you have no black friends. You don't sit down. You don't have these conversations with people. And you just assuming how a community is. And you ain't never lived or been around none of these fucking people. I don't guess how how fucking... I talk... Only communities I talk about are communities I've lived around. Yeah, I'll talk about the Mexican community. Because I've lived around them. I'm not going to offend them. But yes, I can speak on that community because I've lived around them. I've, I've seen y'all... What y'all do. Same thing with the white community. I've gone to all white schools. I've lived in all white communities. So, yes, I can speak on that shit. And if you're white and you haven't lived in an all-black community or an all-Mexican or an all-Asian community, don't speak on these motherfucking communities because you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And if you don't know, ask somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, ask. Hey, bro, like... So I heard that black people do all this shit. Is this shit true? Like, you really don't know. Ask. But again, a lot of people that be friends with black people and shit, y'all do shit surface. Like, oh, I got a black friend. But y'all sit around and talk about surface shit. Oh, what's your favorite sport? And what's your favorite color? And oh, this is okay. When do y'all actually sit down and talk about, like, hey, man, how do you feel about reparations, bro? How do you feel about slavery? How do you feel about the Black Lives Matter movement? How do you feel about shit? And I've been seeing a lot of people post this shit saying like, oh, well, you know, I'm glad that we can still disagree and we can be adults and still be friends. Yes, man, you can have me and Diamond. Me and this is one of my best friends in the world. And me and him have disagreements on shit. But it's certain things, bro, that you can't disagree on. It's not like I could be like, hey, cuz. Which I'm not. I don't want to make this very clear. I don't want the motherfucker taking this shot out of context. I'm using this as an example. It's just like me saying like, oh, yeah, bro, I fuck with little kids. And Diamond's like, no, that's a deal breaker because for our friendship. Like, yeah. no, I, that's not some shit that you'd be like, well, I disagree. You disagree. I, we, let's, no, nigga, you do that. Not only am I not fucking with you, I might beat you up, nigga, mm-hmm. for that. You're like, no, that's some weirdo shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Same thing with this racism shit. People are like, well, we could no nigga. If you saying some racist shit or you doing some shit, yeah, bro, that's a deal breaker. Fuck you and your mom and the pussy you dropped out of. Like fuck both of y'all. <laughs> so just making that very clear, bro. And like I said, this Nick Cannon shit. Like I said, it, it, it has me crazy. And I've seen people putting memes up talking about Roseanne and shit. Like, come on, bro. This bitch for years was saying racist shit. The show Roseanne used to have racist shit on it. Like, the bitch got canceled because she dressed up as Hitler and made Jew cookies and said they scream when you put them in the oven. That sounds like some pretty racist shit. Like, again, I know she's a comedian and, you know, but it's like, bro, 
some shit is funny and some shit's not. Mm. So it's like, come on, bro. That's like, you you took it a I'm not I'm now with the with a Hitler joke, just like the next person. <laughs> but damn bitch, you had to dress up in full costume and then you did the fucking come on now. Like, come on now. You you doing too much now. Like, so so shout out again, man. Shout out to Nick Cannon, bro. You always got our support over here. I'm sure you're gonna bounce back on your feet. Somebody gonna pick your shit up, bro, and you gonna you'll be right back running again. So don't even trip on that shit, bro. And for all you motherfuckers out here calling them a racist and shit, watch the clip. And then also, too, if you still out there, you watch it, you still these racist piece of shit, that's cool. Don't watch this fucking show. Don't watch it. Like, fuck it. Find something else to watch, nigga. Go play in traffic, nigga. I don't know what to tell you, cuz. <laughs> um, so the last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here, because I know this is something that's been, with all this other shit that's been going on, something that's been overlooked. Please, people, do not stop with the Black Lives Matter movement. Please don't stop protesting. Keep standing up. Keep doing your thing. Please, please keep doing that shit because it is very much appreciated. And I know we got all these distractions going on. Meg the Stallion getting shot. You got entanglements and shit. You got the NBA bubble. You got all types of shit that's making you not think about what the important shit is. But the important shit is that, yes, the 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 young lady Vanessa and Brianna, yeah, their fucking murderers still haven't been brought to justice. Yes, those cops need to fucking go to jail, bro. Straight up. And I tell anybody, fuck that racism, all that, or blue lies. Okay, again, man, just be empathetic. What if you sleeping in your fucking house? You just got off a long day of work, bro, and somebody kicks in your fucking door and shoots you, your mother, your father, your brother eight times, nigga, and they did absolutely nothing. And then what are we going to say? Oh, it's an accident? Fuck out of here, dude. No, man. Put these people under the fucking prison where they belong. I don't give a fuck if you a cop or not. Like, that's some bullshit, bro. And again, if, if a normal everyday citizen would get locked up for that shit, then yes, nigga, you should get double the time because you're a fucking professional and you should know way better than an average Joe motherfucker shit. That's crazy to me, bro. It's crazy. More people have been locked up for protesting Brianna Taylor's murder than the actual fucking murders. Very true. What fucking world do we live in, bro? Well, people are peacefully protesting some shit that is clearly fucked up to anybody that has a fucking brain, and people still want to be like, well... Well, maybe they were just doing their job. Or maybe they were... What did she do? Man, kill yourself, bro. Y'all ain't shit, bro. Like, please miss me with that. I know come 2020, coming 2021, I'm with none of the bullshit, bro. I'm with all the smoke. Here at the Homies Podcast, we with all the motherfucking smoke, bro. Y'all want to get in my comments? Y'all want to talk about something? Please let me know. Because, yes, nigga, I be having time. Yes, we got time. Same with my nigga Don. Yes, when he, you know, he be busy as fuck. But a nigga will find time to roast y'all. Please hit us in the inbox. Please let us know what's up. Like, God damn, bro. And I just want to know, and for, again, all the families and everybody out there, man, that has been affected by this, just to let y'all know, the your heart and condolences come out from the Homies Podcast, bro. Like, we support y'all and we love y'all, man, and we hope that, Y'all can get through this, man. And anything else, man, you want to add before we get up out of here today or anything else? Nah, man. Just uh, everybody stay safe. That's it. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay humble. Right. 
Take care of yourselves, man. And you already know we love y'all. And we'll see y'all again, man, next week at the Homies Podcast, bro. We back at it again, baby. We love y'all. Y'all tune in. Y'all go tell a local person. Hit the subscribe button. If you haven't, go subscribe to the page, man. And we love y'all, man. Shout out to the Homies Podcast. We'll see y'all back here again next week. Peace.